The following is brought to you by Canyon Ridge Church in Tacoma. For additional podcasts or information on service times and upcoming events, please visit us online at www.explorecrc.com. Well, in just a few hours, the world will get to watch the New York Giants defeat the New England Patriots, right? (laughs) How many Giants fans do we have in here? A few? All right. How many Patriots fans do we have in here? We forgive you. We're a very accepting church. The way that I see it, there's probably four types of people in this room, because we always have to like classify people, right? They're the people that are extremely passionate about the Super Bowl. They don't even care who's playing. It could be like the Bengals versus, you know, whoever. It doesn't matter. They're just excited that there's one more Super Bowl game, like one more football game for the year. Those are the same people that are saying, hurry up, dude, just get through your message so I can go home, plug in the deep fryer and get started with festivities, right? There's the, the second type of people in this room. They're kind of auxiliary Super Bowl fans. They're excited for maybe not the game as much as the commercials in between the part that the game interrupts. They're excited for the food, and uh, that's kind of why they get excited about Super Bowl. Third type of person in this room are the people who don't know that it was Super Bowl until you just got here and I started talking. You thought, like, the Super Bowl was a very efficient toilet or something. I don't, I don't know. That's the third type of people. The Super Bowl's about football, just so I know. And uh, the fourth type of person in this room is not a person that cares about the food, doesn't care about the game, but cares that Madonna is playing at the halftime show. For you all, I have no comment. i just not sure how Madonna and football, I don't, I don't see it. Anyway, so this morning I want to add a bonus or overtime, if you will, to our game series that we've been talking about for a little bit over a month. And being the football coach slash player slash fanatic than I am, of course, I'm going to bring some elements of football into the message today and kind of compare some things about a Super Bowl championship team, a Super Bowl championship player to our Christian walk. Much is riding on this game tonight. There's going to be tens of millions of people around the world watching this game. Fortunes will be made and lost. Billions of dollars will be bet on this game. There's going to be millions of Americans glued in on their television sets, all wanting to know the answer of that one question, which is, who's going to win, right? And we have a little bit of fun with that. One way to, to answer such a question would be to propose another question, which is, what does it take to be a Super Bowl champion? And I believe uh, there's, there's four specific traits or qualities that I see the Super Bowl championship team needing being around the game a lot. I see the team that wins being the team with the greatest desire. That They'll be the team that's the most disciplined, the team that's the most committed or focused, and lastly, the team that's willing to sacrifice everything. This team, no matter who it may be, Giants or Patriots, I believe that's the team that's going to win this game this evening. Now, in football, there's tons of teams. There's tons of leagues. There's actually European football leagues over on the other side of the world. There's arena football league. There's a Canadian football league. There's semi-pro. There's college. There's high school. There's middle school. 
There's a lot of football, right? But in the NFL alone, there's 32 teams, and only two of those teams will actually make it into the Super Bowl championship game. The other 30 teams and their players and their coaches are going to be the same place you and I are going to be in a few hours, sitting at home, in front of their TV, on their couch, eating some Doritos, watching the game. There's only a few players or teams that will ever rise up to the status of Super Bowl champion. There's, uh, there's teams like the worst record, the Colts, that are probably wishing that they would have an opportunity to play in that Super Bowl championship game, but they're just not quite there. So what separates those championship teams from the other team? Again, I believe it's that desire, that discipline, that focus, and that sacrifice. And we're going to look at that today. I'm going to do a lot of quotes from Vince Lombardi. If you don't know who he is, he was a coach for the Green Bay Packers a long, long time ago. He actually coached and won Super Bowl number one and Super Bowl number two, and he also won three NFL championships before it was even called the Super Bowl. Just a fun fact for you. Here's what he said. Vince Lombardi said that winning is not a sometimes thing. It's an all-the-time thing. You don't win once in a while. You don't do things right once in a while. You do them right all of the time. Winning is a habit. Unfortunately, so is losing. Every time a football player goes to play his trade, he's got to play from the ground up, from the soles of his feet to the top of his head. Every inch of him has to play. It takes all of who you are to be a winner. And I want you guys to imagine there, there's another game being played today. And it's kind of a, what we built a whole sermon series about. There's a game that you are involved in and you are a key player in this game. But unlike the Super Bowl, your game is continuous and it has eternal consequences. Or another way we could say it has eternal benefits. Yet, like the NFL, only a few Christians will play at the level that it takes to be a Super Bowl champion. Those four traits that I use to describe the Super Bowl champion team, we're going to call them, instead of the four traits, we'll call them the four downs. For those of you who understand football, there's four downs and you've got to get a first down out of every four. Okay, we're going to call them the four downs of a Super Bowl Christian. And they're going to directly relate to the ones I mentioned earlier. Uh, but before we get going, let's just uh, ask the Holy Spirit to be with us this morning. Lord, I thank you for your presence in this place. And I, I thank you that you have something to share with us. And I just pray for your spirit to be continued with us, that our ears would be open to listen, Father, and their hearts would be open to receive and respond. I pray this in your name. Amen. Let's check out a few scriptures this morning where we're going to draw a lot of these conclusions from. The first one, be up behind me, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 through 27. And it says this, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. 
Here, Paul is referencing the Isthmian Games, which was kind of like the Olympics of their time. They'd have different competitions, different races, and they'd compete to win a crown filled with leaves. Apparently, that was cool back then. But Paul was encouraging us as Christians to go after something that won't perish, that won't fade, that won't go away. Something that has eternal measure. In Philippians chapter 3, it says this, Not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. The first down for what we'll call a Super Bowl Christian this morning will be desire. Paul says that we are to run to win. Desire is to want something greatly. Great desire is to want to run after something so bad that you could taste it. Does anyone in here remember the product Surge? Do you remember that? It was like a soda. Maybe just people my age. It was like a soda where they took Mountain Dew, root beer, Coke, lemonade, orange soda, purple drink, put it all together, called it Surge, put it in a funky can, and tried to sell it to our teenagers. It was like just full of caffeine. Well, all these commercials, they'd like put the surge can at the end of some obstacle course and there'd be guys like beating each other up and running through the obstacle course with great desire trying to get this can of not very good soda. Well, that's the desire we're talking about here. (laughs) For the dynamic Super Bowl Christian, there's nothing greater to be in a close, dynamic functioning relationship with God. Such a desire for God should compel us or propel us to run toward Him with all that we have, no matter what obstacles we may face. Unfortunately, instead of going for gold, too many Christians are content with getting the just participating ribbon. You know, we're kind of trained that way. You either win or you get just participating. I'm convinced that most Believers don't even venture too far out of the starting blocks. Instead of continuing on, straining and pressing ahead like Paul was talking about, they're too comfortable with just starting the race. They start to break a sweat, and then it's too much for them. No desire to push on. Lombardi said, The difference between a successful person and others is not a lack of strength. It's not a lack of knowledge, but rather... It's a lack of will. It's that lack of desire. The Apostle Paul had great, intense desire for God, for Jesus. Comparatively, he was like the uh, Tom Brady of early Christianity, if you will. And his desire, as we saw in Scripture, was for you and I to share that same intense desire. I should have referenced Tom Brady's over here in front of me this morning. But desire alone isn't enough. Desire only takes shape when it's accompanied with discipline. Like a lot of us set New Year's resolutions, we had the desire to change or the desire to learn something new. But without the discipline, we're never going to get there. So the second down of a Super Bowl Christian is discipline. And discipline is really the fuel for success. You may be the fastest NASCAR on the track... 
but if you don't have any gasoline in the engine, you're not going to go anywhere, right? That's why we need discipline. Without discipline in our Christian life, we're never going to grow. You will be forever stagnant or a spiritual weakling or easy prey for Satan and his team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> to, attempt, to attempt to live the Christian life without spiritual discipline would be like me without training trying to climb into a boxing arena with Muhammad Ali at his prime or Sugar Ray Leonard at his prime. Someone's going to get hurt, and it's most likely going to be this guy, me. <laughs> Paul tells us that a competitor... They go into strict training. They beat their body that they strain, that they press on. Like a bodybuilder who adds more weights or more reps or more sets to his workout to increase his muscle size or his strength. Paul says that we're going to feel the burn, but we're going to have to push through it. Spiritual maturity, it doesn't just happen. It takes hard work. 1 Timothy 4 says that we're to train ourselves to be godly training. Hebrews 12 says that we're to endure hardship. Just like there's no shortcuts to peak physical condition, in the same way, there's no shortcuts to peak spiritual condition. Unfortunately, too many Christians run this race undisciplined. They'll never win the prize because they refuse to train or they refuse to push on. And the word discipline is it's interesting because it's almost become a negative word in our society now uh, in the sense that discipline isn't easy. It's not fun. And yet, it, discipline is still essential to success. Tom Landry, who was the head coach for the Dallas Cowboys, went to three Super Bowls, won two of the three. It's pretty good. He said the job of a football coach is to make men do what they don't want to do in order to achieve what they've always wanted to be. That's discipline. Having to do things that we not necessarily want to do to achieve and be the people that God has called us to be. Most of us want to win. We just don't want to suffer. Discipline puts to action a Christian's desire to be spiritually solid. The third down of a Super Bowl Christian is focus slash commitment. Did I put that up there? Yeah. We'll call it third and long. With third and long, five downs didn't really make sense. You know, if I had a fifth down, you guys would look at me like that dude does not know football. So we got a long third down. That kind of goes together. Focus and commitment. Focus slash commitment will determine whether you view Christianity and your life with Christ as a recreational sport or that you're a serious pro competitor. Because if you view Christianity as just a recreational sport that you do for fun once a week on Sundays, you put on your Christian shoe cleats and your Christian uniform and you go to Christian and you play recreational Christianity here, it's just going to be something that you do on the weekends, right? But if you view yourself as a pro, as, as Christianity is your life, it's all that you do, it's going to change your commitment and your focus. Commitment kind of seems like a dying quality in American life. When life gets hard, times get tough, focus and commitment are usually the first to go out the window. And we check toward other options and other alternatives. We see this trend in almost all of our lives. 
Yet a superbal quality performance cannot be achieved without this focus and commitment all the way through. In Philippians 3, Paul said that he pressed on toward the goal. He was focused and committed to completing the task at hand, to completing his own Super Bowl. He didn't give up on fourth and long. He kept the end game in mind. Again, Lombardi said, the quality of a person's life is in direct proportion to their commitment to excellence, regardless of their chosen field or endeavor. Once a man has made a commitment in a way of life, he puts the greatest strength in the world behind him. It's something we call heart power. Once a man has made this commitment, nothing will stop him short of success. It's that commitment that really drives us all the way through. It's the commitment to be in God's word that will shape us. It's the commitment to focusing on the things that matter and the calling of God in our life that keeps us in the game. Without focus and commitment, we will begin to waver. We become unstable in too, too many areas of our life. It's like the man that James describes in the book of James, that we become double-minded and unstable in all that we do. All life's activities are going to have its ups and downs, but true success comes from commitment through life's peaks and valleys. The fourth down of a Super Bowl Christian is sacrifice. The key to success in any venue is the willingness to sacrifice. And Matt really covered this really well last week. And if you didn't have an opportunity to listen to that, if you weren't here, I would like to direct you to our website, explorecrc.com. Click on the media tab, listen to the podcast. It's really good because I'm only going to touch on this. And Matt did a phenomenal job last week. So be sure to listen to that. But in Hebrews 12, it tells us to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that's so easily entangled and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. To sacrifice is to give up something for a specific purpose, by definition, right? And that purpose here in our lives is really just to have less of us and more of God in us. But to sacrifice, you have to pay a price. Lombardi said, success is like anything worthwhile. It has a price. You have to pay the price to win, and you have to pay the price to get to the point where success is possible. Most important, you must pay the price to stay there. Football is a great deal like life in that it teaches us that work sacrifice, perseverance, competitive drive, selflessness, and respect for authority is the price that each and every one of us must pay to achieve any goal that is worthwhile. A Super Bowl Christian will have to make a sacrifice. They'll have to sacrifice by giving up some things, laying down some things, and they'll have to make a sacrifice by taking up some things. We'll have to give up our sins and take up our crosses. We'll have to give up our freedoms and take up our submission to God. And in doing so, our thinking and our actions and our words will be radically changed. We'll become like-minded to the plans and purposes that God has for us. Unlike the Super Bowl, the events, the sacrifice isn't just a a one-time thing or it's not a once-every-year thing. For a Super Bowl Christian... 
and really the Super Bowl athlete, it takes that sacrifice day in and day out, sacrificing to train. There's no off-season. Paul, for instance, did not rest. He continued to press on for the goal line to score, even in times when he was in prison. And so should we. So I see these, these traits really coming into play this evening in the game that we're about to watch. I can see Eli Manning getting beat up pretty bad all game long. Their offensive line isn't very good. He's going to be bruised, maybe hobbled. Uh, he's going to be exhausted. But his desire to win is going to push him through all the way to the end. I think it's going to be a close game. I think the line that Vegas has is the Patriots by three. So we'll say that the Patriots are up by four with three seconds left to go. It's fourth and goal. They have to score a touchdown to win. That desire is going to keep them through. Eli Manning is going to call a play in the huddle. He's going to say, all right, guys, we're going to go regular, change right, A right, jet two, fake 40, Z, shallow cross, X eight on one on one. We're going to go. Did I lose you? Okay. That's a football play. That's a call. That's where they run around and catch the ball. And he's going to... He's going to look around to Victor Cruz and Mario Manningham. He's going to make sure that they know the routes there to run. And if they were disciplined, right, disciplined in the offseason, they're going to know their playbook. It's the playbook that's going to tell them where to go and what to do and who to be. It's our playbook that tells us where to go, what to do, who to be, right? They're going to go, run the play, and hopefully score. <laughs> so it's... It's in the same way that those traits are very impactful to the Super Bowl championship team. They're very impactful for our spiritual life, for a solid Christian. In a few hours, large men are going to face off across the line of scrimmage from one another. A call will be made, pads are going to crack, bodies will crash and collide, and a battle will begin. For four quarters... Very extremely large men, extremely large men, will run into each other, hit each other with heroic efforts, all to move an inflated pig up and down a, a field made of fake grass. Just the American dream right there. <laughs> and in the end, one team will arise victorious. A trophy will be rewarded, rings will be presented, cash will be given, t-shirts and hats will be given out, glory will be bestowed, advertising contracts will be awarded, and one team will have bragging rights for an entire year, or maybe just a week, and then we'll all forget about it, and then we'll do it all over a year from now. Yet today, a game of even greater importance is being played, and you and I are key players in that game. You will have an opportunity to play for eternal rewards, and you can win a prize that will never dim, never perish, and never fade. And the outcome is really all up to you, but it's going to take that desire and that discipline, the commitment and sacrifice to get there. But in the end, you have an opportunity not just to win for now, but really to win forever. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your calling in our life. I thank you for your love and your passion to be with us, to be for us, that we're really more than conquerors with you. And Lord, help us to choose to want you more. 
grow our passion and our desire for you, Lord. Help us to remain or become committed and disciplined in your word, in our prayer life, to know you more and to want you more. Lord, help us to choose your way over our own more often. Be with us this day, Lord. We pray all of this in your name. Amen.